Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. Our evening with medium events that we've been talking about all year this year, um, Mm. they're just, they're not running as you guys probably know at this point. We are on standby, I guess, in a way, just making sure that uh, any protocols that are rolling out with more that we know about COVID, Mm -hmm. we will update if we can. As of right now, nothing has changed. So stay tuned for that. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Those are short 10 to 15 minute shows, just jam-packed with emotional and intuitive intelligence tools for you. They run the very first week of every single month, Monday to Friday. The very first show is on bysarlo.com and YouTube. The remaining four shows in each series is on patreon.com backslash, pardon me, forward slash by Sarlo. Good. Okay. And that is actually an entire platform all on its own. So patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. That is a portal for our members to get even more access to emotional and intuitive intelligence Mm -hmm. tools. Um, Sips of Sanity is just one of those benefits. Karen has a remarkable blog. If you're interested in that, that comes out monthly. You have early access to these shows. They roll out to the public on Saturday. To our patrons, they come out on Thursdays. We also have an emotionally intelligent book club, which is really, really fun. We've had a lot of great response from that so far. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got guided journeys, discussions, Facebook live events that in private groups for our patrons. And in our top tier, we have an opportunity for a free half hour session. That's a draw um, that your name goes into every single month with Karen or myself. So if you do want to check that out again, it's patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Kelly and I have private practices You can book an appointment with either one of us by going to the website by sarlo.com and filling out a Webflow form. We see clients all over the world by Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, telephone, and WhatsApp. The most commonly asked question is, will my session be accurate if I'm not local to where we live? Yes, it absolutely will be because it's our relationship with the spirit world that gives us our accuracy, not where you're located. Good. And last but not least, we have gift certificates available. So if you do want to purchase that kind of experience for someone, you can do so for someone anywhere in the world, as Karen mentioned. Gift certificates don't expire. You can choose your denomination as well. Um, And we we also like to say that they're interchangeable um, Mm -hmm. or exchangeable in the sense that if the person doesn't want to use it, they can gift it to someone else and we will still uh, still honor that. Mm -hmm. So are we good to jump into today's show? Mm -hmm. All right, let's do it. Yes. So today's show is three stories. It happened in one morning where each of the stories or each of the clients, Kelly, were half an hour each. Mm. So this is an hour and a half. And what I did is I, I'm not telling the story of the complete session. I just pulled a couple of things out of each I like one. these. Okay. And I like those kinds of TV shows too, where, where they're all going to have a common theme or they're all going to string through each other's lives, but you have to wait to see how. Oh, I don't know if they string. (laughs) It's a lot of stress. (laughs) Who gave you this job? (laughs) Okay. So the very first one is about, is about a woman. And do you want to name her? Um, sure. I go with Margaret. Okay. So Margaret calls and she started her session and just said to me, could you tell me anything that you get about my mom? And I thought, okay, anything. And the spirit guides came in and said, we've got her with us. And I said, what does that mean? And they said, she's dead. 
Okay. So her mom approached me and said, I just died. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, your daughter's in shock. Oh. And she said, yes. She says, my daughter is in shock. I said, this is not a, you were sick, could see this coming, tried to prepare kind of thing. And she goes, no, did not see this coming. And she says, and I said, oh, I said to her, are you going to tell me or show me how you died? And she went, no, that's not what's important today. And my daughter doesn't want to go through this right now. I said, that's fine. What do you want to do? And she says, I just, I'm here to tell my daughter one message and that's all she can handle. I said, all right, what is that? And she goes, well, she says, I have just, just given my daughter a blue butterfly. And she said, my death is a shock to her. And she's going to be graduating this August. And I'm being specific because she wants to know if I'm going to be at her graduation. And I'm trying to say my answer is yes, that I know she's graduating in August. Now, I knew as a human, Karen. But you don't know because Karen. Thank you. And she says, and I'm trying to say to my daughter that I know that she's already planned to take the blue butterfly thing. So she just says thing to me at first and that she plans to wear it to her graduation because I had just given it to her. It's the last thing I gave to her. Oh, literally. She's not, this isn't like I'm going to give her a sign. Oh no, no. Okay. And I said, what's the blue butterfly? And Kelly, she shows me this beautiful scarf hmm. and it's soft and wispy. You know, how some scarves are the thicker, warmer winter. Well, we live in Canada. <laughs> Thicker, warmer winter scarf. But if you think of a summer scarf, when you think of the, what's that? I don't know what that material is like called. Like a silk? Yes. Why couldn't I have thought the word silk? I don't think it's actually silk. It's lighter than that, eh? It's, e it's even more transparent. You can, yeah, you yeah. can see through it. And she's, I can see it. Oh, I love that. So she says there are blue butterflies on it. So there's more than one. So she might be a bit confused when you say one butterfly. She says um, there are different butterflies on it. But she's got, um, she's going to try and figure out how to wear it on her. And she says, she's going to ask you about the pin. She says, and it's a butterfly too, but it's old and it's cheap and it wasn't something that had meaning. She says, so she's going to think and get confused and she's not going to think of the scarf. She's going to think of the pin and go, oh, mm. what? And she's not going to be happy with your message at first. So she's going to be distraught that she's not getting what she needs. And don't take it personally. This has to do with the fact that she's in shock and that she's just trying to get something today. And I said, how in God's name did she find out about Kelly and I? And she said, oh, um, randomly. She just went on the internet and just Googled uh, psychic medium. Hmm. She checked out a few websites and just thought that you guys looked credible just because of the way the website looked. Yep, that's fair. And she said, and she saw that you do podcasts. So she thought, well, if you do podcasts, there must be some legitimacy. People are checking them out. She felt safe. Oh. So she was looking for a feeling of being safe about it. Highest right? compliment. Yeah. So I said to her, okay, am I supposed to mention all of that too? And she goes, you can. She says, um, put it in your mind. And she says about the podcast and all that other stuff. And she goes, just figure out what you want to do with that if it's appropriate. She's going to move on to some other stuff anyway. And, and about relationships, that has nothing to do with me. 
because she's now just going to dump all her stress on you in one fell swoop today. 30 minutes, go. Exactly. So she says, even though you might think she'd want to talk to me for half an hour, this isn't because she doesn't love me. This is because she's just trying to get some relief of everything that's been stressing her. Which is what a mom's relationship would do. Yeah. For those who have healthy relationships with their moms. Yeah. So I said, okay. She says, so I have to stay and answer the other questions. Mm. Like, do I leave this boyfriend? She says, it's not going to be really about me. She just wants to hear from me. What do I do, mom? Safety. Yeah. So I said to her, I said, I want to thank you for letting me be the person that your daughter found. Cool. And I said, because I have children of my own. I have a daughter, a son. And I said, I understand. Uh, I have my own mom that's still alive. I said, I get it. And I've lost my dad. I said, I understand a lot of this. And I said, so I appreciate that you've given me this opportunity. So then I said to her daughter, okay, and I'm just going to tell the first part of this because that's all that matters. I need to stop you. Oh, you're being really kind and considerate and heartfelt and that's who Karen is. And I can't remember if I named Margaret the client or Margaret the dead person. <laughs> you named Margaret the alive person. Okay, the client. The client. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, Margaret good. and mom. Yeah. Yes, okay. Margaret and mom is good. So then I said to Margaret, I said, okay, you're asking about your mom and you're not giving me any information or any direction, which is totally fine. And I said, but I do need to validate, first of all, that your mom comes through and says that she's dead. And this Margaret looks at me and she goes, well, you're a medium. Wouldn't you expect that? And I said, that's fair if you think that's all I do. But I do soul contracts and I do all kinds of other things. I do medical intuitive for people who are alive. Psychic or Yeah, alive. and I said, so hon, I said, I get people who are alive and dead. And she, so she looks at me and she goes, so literally, you're talking to the spirit world and they got to walk up to you and say that they're alive or they're dead. And I went, yes. And she goes, okay. She goes, so now I, I understand that. She goes, I, I didn't understand that you get both, but it's kind of a funny thought to think that the spirits walk up to you and introduce themselves. Hi, I'm mom, I'm alive. Hi, I'm mom, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And then she said that and she started crying. And I said, okay, I said, your mom's told me that she just died. And she goes, yes. And I said, I mean, just died like yesterday. And she said, yes. And I said, so she's telling me about a butterfly. And she goes, what? And I said, and she's telling me that you have a graduation in August and that you are stressed out of your mind that your mom won't be at your grad because it's your first big event that's going to occur as far as you know without your mom. So your mind went straight to the first thing that she's going to miss and you're losing your shit. And she went, yeah. And I said, well, she wants you to know in August at grad that you will make it. And she goes, well, that's my next question. Am I even going to make my own grad? Am I going to fail? She says, because I don't even know if I can think straight. I said, your mom says that you're going to make it to your grad, that you're going to have support from your friends and your teachers And you're going to graduate on time with the rest of the nursing students. And she went, did you say nursing students? And I said, oh, yeah, I did, I think. And I like, because it just came out so quick. And I said, I'm pretty sure I said that. And she said, I'm in the nursing program. 
And I said, well, there you go. There's your validations. And so we just, we went on to talk a little bit more about the, the, the butterfly showing up and that she had a scarf that her mom had just given her. Her mom went on a trip and died on the vacation. And so she never returned from her holiday. And before the holiday, her mom had given her the scarf. Truth be told, she didn't give it to her, give it to her for keeps. She had given it to her like, you can borrow this, this is my scarf. Mm-hmm. And now she's keeping the scarf. So I said, you're to keep the scarf. Your mom doesn't want it back. She doesn't want you to think that you have to return it somewhere, that it's okay for you to keep this. So that's my first story. I'm not pleased. <laughs> okay. I'm not pleased. A, because I have to go into shutdown mode just to hear this story because I can't put myself in her shoes without crumbling. And then there's like no resolve. Is she okay? I can tell you that I, I would say she got relief from the messages. She moved on like her mom said and that she wanted other things. And that the reason I brought this up was to show what can be done for somebody. Did she laugh with her mom? Did she laugh? Yes. Can you please just give me that story? And then we can go to two and three. Oh, but I don't remember that. Oh. And I, like, I don't remember enough detail to probably do it any justice. Yeah. And as you know, the page is shredded in the... Damn it. And the stuff, all, like, the photo off the phone is gone. Even her contact information. Like, everybody knows my, our process of, of remove all evidence. We sound very shady. Well, I think it's not. I think it's no, the I know. exact it's opposite. I think it's privacy. And I think it also speaks to the fact that it stays pure channeling mm-hmm. and that we don't have any files to refer to on anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to share that story as to why people call the purpose of a phone call mm-hmm. and that they're so varied. And also that that while... While Margaret might not ever have had the belief in a medium or might have watched it on TV and just thought that's stupid or that's interesting or that's freaky or that's scary or that's and all the things that we feel that all of a sudden in a moment when you never expected in your life, the very thing that you mocked or that that you Mm -hmm. disbelieved or you participated where other people were bullying a friend that went to one and you're all laughing about their session because I think a lot of people do that Mm -hmm. and they may, they, some, not everybody, I don't mean everybody does that by any means, but there are, there are groups of people that do that, that, that there are people that stay silent, that there are people that participate in that behavior. And then all of a sudden one day it's you that needs that that needs that help and that nobody else can give you that answer and that connection. Mm -hmm. I think that can be true of many, many services. And I think of your family business where I've heard so many people say, oh, funerals are such a scam. It's just a moneymaker. It's just a this. And you know what? They're expensive. I don't think anyone would argue that. But I also know that when it comes time that you experience the loss yourself, a complete shift happens where it's not about the money even though that gets dealt with, 
you recognize that it is a process Mm -hmm. to honor, a process to pay respects, Mm -hmm. not just to the dead, but to the family who's grieving. And so you can look at this scam moneymaker of a funeral in the perspective of, oh, Mm -hmm. it's a necessary thing for the grieving process. Exactly. It's to be there to support the people that are surviving and grieving Mm -hmm. and to participate in your own grief Mm. and loss and what it does for you when you start facing your own mortality. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. That's okay. (laughs) This is very heavy. Okay, the next one. Can I do the next two or should you do this on your own? Um, I'm going to say you can do one more of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly will be checking out after the next story. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, so the next one, I'm going to pick up my paper so that I can read some things because this was specific. So um, a man calls and asks for an open session. Would you like to name him? Um, um, Sure. Damn it. I've already picked that guy's name. It doesn't matter. Oh. Um, okay. Andrea. Andrea? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Andrea called, or this is over Zoom, and Andrea says, I'd like to go into an open session. I have half an hour. Just go. Which And really meant it. <laughs> Which Get going. The, our regular listeners are like, what? What do you mean really meant it? Well, a lot of people pick open, and what they want is for us to guess at what they want. And they think our job is to guess it and then give it to them instead of actually listening to the spirit guides and doing our job of actually relaying the messages from the spirit world. So sometimes we luck out (laughs) and it meets both the needs of the spirit world and the client. And at other times it collides, it doesn't at all. And then the client looks at you or I like, I thought you knew what you were doing. And they put it on us. But the client doesn't see the guides looking at us going, (laughs) okay, we'll go open. Let's see how this goes. And gives them their priorities. Exactly. So so the very first thing was the guide said, okay, he really means that. So we're going to go into a past lifetime. And I know, you know, because we do them in the very same way. The past lifetime has to have relevance to the current lifetime, or we don't do it. So the very first thing that guides... Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Oh, I find all of them are that, like You're right, but I didn't think of it in the sense that if it didn't have relevance, we don't do it. Oh. They just have all happened to have relevance. Okay, then I can honestly tell you that I have said to the spirit guides, if it doesn't have relevance, I don't want to. (laughs) How's that? This is why you work for yourself. (laughs) Well... Okay. Separate issue. I was going to defend myself and I thought, screw that. I'm not going to. It was a compliment. (laughs) I also work for myself. Okay. I thought you meant I was difficult to get along with with other human beings, so I needed to work with the spirit world instead. I wouldn't deny that part, but that's not where it came from. Okay. Okay. So in this first lifetime, he was a psychiatrist. Cool. And he says, I absolutely loved psychology. I loved thinking. I loved problem solving. I loved creating processes. I looked at people like they are processes. I looked at them like they are puzzles. He said, so I, I was just absolutely fascinated by this. And she looks at me and she goes, this is really cool. She goes, but I'm super uncomfortable. And I said, why? She goes, I have a degree in psych. 
<laughs> and I I high-fived her through Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for everybody that's doing stuff like that on Zoom. She goes, okay, continue. This is this is fun. I didn't know past lives would actually be fun. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. And then the next one was um, in, in uh, the lifetime that she loved doing physical activity too. And that she, she goes, what do you mean? And I said, oh, well, hold on. Let me watch and look. And so I see him, I see him running. I said, she, mm-hmm. I said, she, because when we tell the stories, I try to change identity. So I just blew it. <laughs> This is really funny because I picked the name Andrea yeah. because that is the dude's name in Grey's Anatomy. And I thought, that sounds like a woman. Well, and it actually was a female client. Well, this is fun. <laughs> I'm trying to protect. Really? No one can know no who this is. No one can know. So go ahead. anyway, people can see how much we tried to prove. And we've got a nice neutral name. So go right ahead. Okay. So he. I'm going to try and stick to he. The client. The client here. Liked running, but wanted more challenge and wanted to kind of graduate to moving to outdoor events, to being able to be in the winter. And I said, but unfortunately, there isn't, there isn't just stuff back then like skiing. And she goes, you didn't. <laughs> you also went back to she. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I said, why? And he says, well, because about a couple of weeks ago, I was finally able to get my skis. You know, COVID, I like things are taking like a month longer with some deliveries. And I finally got my skis in and I've been skiing every day and I've been making it a priority to ski, but I'm also a runner. So you're telling me that in a past lifetime, I was a runner, that I'm doing it again and that I loved it in that lifetime. I don't love it so much in this. And that's why I'm trying to find other things to do that kind of, you know, the running actually helps me with the other stuff. It's so it's purposeful. That's what I'll do it for. But I'm not in love with it. It's kind of an empty feeling for me. Yeah, I know you love that comment. <laughs> so he says, I'm I I'm really happy that you made the comment and that you threw the example out that skis didn't exist back then, because it indicates to me that I found the right thing. Hmm. And I thought that was really cool. So he says, it makes me really happy to know that like I'm connecting to these other aspects of myself because I don't really understand past lives, but I really believe in them, but I just don't get it. And I thought if I did a session and just went open and you did something like that, it might be able to explain some things to me that I don't understand. Well, this is neat and this may be off topic, but I'm really liking the accidental he, she that's happening here (laughs) because you're also describing a fluidity, not from lifetimes, but in sexuality and in gender identity. I think this is really neat how this story just came out. Okay. I love it. And also too, because we've done multiple past lives over and over again, where people are identifying as a she in this lifetime, but the past lifetime we pick up on is a he. Yeah. And so we do have to to be precise yes. about which one was which. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next one was um, that he had married young and that he had had kids, that he had loved being married and having children, but that he had always envied the single people. That he and, and I said to him, well, what did you envy in this lifetime about the single people so I can tell the current you? Time. And I said, oh, that's fair. I think anybody could throw that one out. And he goes, well, he goes, I'm just saying it because it, I was more aware of it. 
Mm-hmm. And and that was the thing that I wanted more of. I, I love being with my partner. I love being with my children. I love my job. I loved... There's just no leftovers. Yes, that was it. He always, he says, I would always say things like, if I could just buy a bit of time. And Andrea just dies laughing and says, that's my favorite expression. But I am single. And I'm like, what? And he says... I am single, so I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then he says to me, you know that... Oh, no, someone's head is blowing up because oh, they yeah. just heard, I'm single, I got what I wanted. Yeah. And they're like, what? How's that? How do those two go together? Yes. I was just hoping you're letting them sit with it for a second. Can do that. Instead of thinking that they, that they might want to respond to someone with, oh, you haven't found anyone? Oh... How come you're still single? Yeah, I want to because I got people. what I wanted. Yeah, because they don't understand that a lot of people write single into their contract, and that is perfectly okay and human for both single and partnered people to enjoy and envy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can absolutely. I'll leave that be. You said it like really beautifully. Thank you. So the next one, and that just made him relieved. And have an ability to sit and sink into it. Hmm. So there was a little discussion on the side between the two of us outside of the session where Andrea said, you know, Karen, I, that just makes my heart grow in the fact that I love being single, but now I can sink into it a little bit more and not feel like I should be doing something else or I shouldn't be quite this happy. <laughs> That's messed. Mm-hmm. But that's how society makes you question it. Okay, and so the last thing that came out of that past life is that in the past life, he was working on himself a lot, remember psychiatry? And he was trying to deal with his own people placer. He was trying to deal with how he just tried to please his wife or please his kids or what happens when you can't please both or you can't please all of the children. And what do you do if you're working all day and you come home and you see all this chaos? Whose side do you pick? What do you do? And I said, so you were working on that. (laughs) And Andreas just laughs again and says, honest to God, Karen, give me a minute. And then just disappears. (laughs) Just gone. Comes back, I would say probably like a couple of minutes later, and whips up the nice girl syndrome by Beverly Angel and goes, Look what I'm reading. (laughs) And then puts the book down on the table, like just for, you know, in front and sits down and says, okay, so what I'm learning from doing past lives with you is that I'm doing really well and that I'm on, I keep saying to my friends, I wonder if I'm living my best life. I wonder if I'm living my soul contract. I wonder, and you're just basically telling me, calm the heck down. Chill. I'm good. And that I'm not, I can be envious of the married people for certain things when they have partners and they, you know, and, and I think of that, but then I think, yeah, but I like my single and this is my choice and this is what the universe is giving me. So sink into it. Enjoy it and be present. Like, I just thought that was beautiful and worth sharing why we do past lives for people. Mm -hmm. And that it isn't all heavy, negative, because some people will say, 
please don't go into any of my past lives. I don't want to know who I killed. I don't want to know how many, how I died. I don't want to know if I was hung. I think I was burned. Like, and they go into what I would call a lot of drama Mm -hmm. instead of under, and a lot of fear instead of what could it do for me if I just sat and listened and I didn't have to hang on to the beliefs that this would be something that would be upsetting. So that's, did number you want to add anything to that no, one? that's great. Okay, so number three. Three, pardon me. Okay, so this is another half hour session and a woman calls and do you want to name her? Oh, I had this picked out. Um, I was trying to pick all powerful women names. Mm. I went with Margaret. I'm going to go with Ruth. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Especially when you say that's a powerful name. I love it. Okay, so Ruth calls and she says... Um, uh, she books her half hour and she wanted it the same day. And I got her, I snuck her in mm-hmm. because the guides said, take her. It wasn't, and that's not for everybody, right? No, I know. I'm loving that some people are going to hear, oh, so I can try and book last minute and the guys are going to actually tell them if it's an emergency or not. So when I pull shit and say it's an emergency and it's really just about, does a guy like me? The guides are going to rat me out. Yes, they will. Thank God they do. Yeah. Because too many clients say it's an emergency that just want to know if a girl likes them or a boy likes them. And then when people actually have an emergency, they don't get in. Mm -hmm. So yes. And I think anybody that books appointments can appreciate that. Okay. So she calls and she says, I want you to tell me what you get around Dyson. And I, I, so I said, no problem. So I just said to the spirit guides, who's Dyson? And this gorgeous dog comes running at me. And I just froze because it was just big and beautiful and friendly and just, oh my God, the love. And I said, oh, I think I have a dog running towards me. And she goes, yep, that's right. Dyson's a dog. And I said, oh, okay. So I said, just give me a minute and let me talk to Dyson, see what's going on. So Dyson says to me, you got a pen and paper? And I said, always, always always Dyson. I said, I don't do sessions without one. And I said, so what, what do you want me to do? And Dyson says, I want you to write down a list of things on a piece of paper for me. And then you're going to read the list of things to my mom. And I said, okay, are you telling me anything else? No, I, the list is going to, is going to handle this for me. So the first thing that Dyson wrote was I'm a dog. So I put that down. Um, number two was I'm dying. Number three was I am ready. Number four was I am loved. Number five is I am safe and in good hands. Number six is stop worrying, mom, with an exclamation mark. And he insisted I put an exclamation mark. And number seven was, I got this. I'm good. And so I wrote all that down and I thought, son of a gun. So I said, okay, so my understanding is I'm to read you a list. And I will do that for you first. And then you can ask any questions that you want and I'll elaborate on anything that I can. And I said, and I understand that this is truly an emergency and I'm sorry for what you're going through. 
And she goes, oh, you know what I'm going through? And I said, if my list is correct, I sure as shit do. So I read her the list and I took my time. Mm -hmm. I read the list so that she could pause, so that she could cry, so that she could feel relief, so that she could hear stop worrying mom. And at different points, like she heard stop worrying mom and just laughed. But that's a stress laugh. She heard, I am safe, I'm in good hands, because one of the questions she had written down for the session was, will my dog, will Dyson be angry if I'm not there? It's COVID. I can't be in the vet office. Mm -hmm. The veterinarian and staff are going to be the ones that are there. Dyson won't have any family. And so I said, okay, so Dyson, you're saying you're in safe, safe hands. You're in a vet office without your family. Do you really feel that way? Do you really look deep down? And Dyson said, absolutely, I love my vet. And I'm like, okay. And I, now I have to be really honest here. I actually see the vet. Mm-hmm. And I know who it is, mm-hmm. and I know how amazing she is, mm-hmm. and I know how much she absolutely loves what she does, and how her staff does, and how she totally gets that this is COVID shit, and that um, how much the families are hurting and suffering. Meaning she walks in to do procedures with that energy of knowledge of the stress that the animals are going through. That's right. And that she would have a, st- a staff member... Be there in, what do you call that? In pseudo, pseudo mom. Like the emotional support. Yes. So she wouldn't just do it clinically. She would have a volunteer, somebody there on her staff that would be with the pet to say, how do we make this the most beautiful experience we can for each of these animals that have to die without their family? And so I said, I know where you live (laughs) because it's a phone call. Mm-hmm. This can be anywhere in the world. And she goes, what do you mean? And and I also want to point out that people might go, well, if you get the area code and you know it, then you would know. No. No, I literally just said to my <laughs> financial advisor at Nissan yesterday, oh, 613, you're from Ottawa. She goes, no, I'm from Kingston. And I was like, all right then. Exactly. Because you can have an area code and move to another country and keep your cell phone and keep your area code. So I said, I know exactly where you are. I said, I know exactly what city you're in. And I know exactly who (laughs) your vet is because I'm remote viewing Dyson. And she was freaked out. And she goes, who? And so I told her the name and she said, oh my, that's true. So I'm totally fine. Because now I can trust all the other information on that list. Bingo. That's what one affirmation does for people. Yeah. And and I'll put it this way. Some people hang on to that um, that affirmation where it has to be a nickname. Yeah. Or it has to be a color of a shirt they wore. But it can be anything that is significance that just means I can trust. And if you can let go walking into a session about what it has to be, Mm -hmm. then you can be pleasantly surprised by the fact that we can see your vet Mm -hmm. and go, oh, I can relax. Instead of thinking, okay, but what's the nickname? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or what color was his eyes Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that they're fixated on, Mm -hmm. right? 
So I thought as much as this is like a couple of these are hard stories, I thought there were really good lessons for people to hear in these stories. Not just about our gifts. I mean about the fact that the first woman's mom is doing her best to make sure her daughter knows that she's showing up for her big events in life. That belief systems have to change on this planet in order for us to feel connected to the people who've crossed over. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking they're far, far away instead of here with us. Which also allows us to live differently if we're not anticipating an end yeah. that we are uncomfortable with because yeah. of our belief system. Yes. And I thought about the third story that has nothing to do with me or you or these gifts, but it has to do with the fact that this woman now can let her dog go and that she knows that the vet has everything and more Mm -hmm. and that her dog knows that she's loved or he's loved, he's safe, that he knows his owner or his mom loves him, that the vet's taking care of him, that the staff is. And I got this. That Mm -hmm. last comment, I got this, I'm good, denotes confidence. I think a lot of people don't know or forget that animals know how to cross. Animals know how to be in the spirit world. Mm. And so what we hang on to with the pain of death or the anticipation of death is not what they do in their crossing. Right. So when they say, I got this, they have it better than you will. Ever. In your own death. Exactly, because we have the belief systems that block the truest, most beautiful, peaceful path. Mm -hmm. Those are the stories. Thanks. I'm going to go weep at my desk now. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's it's my job too. (laughs) Okay. I I hope if people weeped today that they wept. Jesus. Wept today. I know the word is wept. I don't know what is wrong sometimes. (laughs) I just feel, I hope people understand that I'm so out of my own body sometimes. They do. Okay, good. More people probably side with you in this podcast than with me. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) If we had a jar for tips for Karen and tips for Kelly, you know, they do that in restaurants. I think we bring equally wonderful things. Okay. That's good. Good? Yeah. Okay. So if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at If you have time and interest today, we would welcome you to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, as well as our YouTube channel. You can also ring the bell on the YouTube channel to receive notifications when new videos come out so you don't miss anything. We also invite you to join us on patreon.com forward slash for your monthly emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkits. And... If nothing else, have a beautiful weekend.